welcome to the Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. This is your host, Edward Russell, and I'm joined by my colleague, Jay Shabbat, who has rejoined the Airline Weekly team. Today, we talk about IATA's outlook for 2022 and Skyline's bold and maybe innovative approach to tackling the pilot shortage. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. This is Edward Russell. I'm your host today, and I'm joined by Jay Shabat, who is joining the Airline Weekly team. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you, Ned. Pleased to be back. It's great. Jay, of course, was part of the founding team of Airline Weekly, and and we're excited to have him back with lots of uh, new things and, and a new chapter following Madhu's departure. Now, now, Jay, there has been, uh, you know, this week, IATA, the International Transport Association, met in Doha for their annual general meeting. And, you know, they, they discussed the sort of the outlook for the industry and everything's going. What, uh, what did you hear? Yeah, so I, uh, I, I listened to the uh, presentation that Willie Walsh, who's the chief of IATA, um, the director general, uh, he gave a speech at the, at the event, kind of summarizing the uh, industry's uh, misfortunes over the last uh, two years and how things might be getting better going forward. And actually how things are you know, going pretty well right now, all things considered, at least financially in terms of demand. Um, so so IATA says that uh, the industry in 2021 lost $42 billion. So that kind of gives you a sense of the scale of, uh, you know, just the immensity of the losses of, of, of what the global aviation industry experienced during the downturn. That improved yeah. to $10 billion this year. That's, that's an estimate. Um, so $10 billion, $10 billion loss is what's expected for 2022. Yeah. And then interestingly, Walsh said that, uh, the, um, that this year, or, or sorry, next year, 2023, could be profitable. So, uh, so some, some hope there on the horizon. Definitely. That's, uh, I mean, and, and I was also reading that the loss for 2022 is better than what they forecast last October. So things are certainly improving. Yes, that's correct. So demand has come back pretty strong and uh, yeah, stronger, stronger than even I had expected. Uh, so now, now, of course, they, there, there are a lot of risks and uncertainties on the horizon, as I guess there always are in <laughs> the uh, turbulent airline industry. But of course, they certainly, they certainly you know, are, the, the big yeah. one being, yeah. you know, <laughs> of course, yeah, this is the airline industry. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it never, can never be too comfortable. But of course, fuel costs um, is a big one because, uh, you know, if you just look at oil right now, whatever it is, what it's trading at today, but, you know, well above $100 per barrel. And uh, even, that even understates the case because of, you know, Jet fuel refining costs have been just through the roof, so that that's that's just a big uh, a big headwind. Um, and you know the geopolitical risks with with what's happening in the Ukraine, um, also all the indebtedness that the industry has taken on uh, during the pandemic. That's that's another big risk, um, and just the fact that you know economies are kind of weakening now, partially because of you know the high energy costs. So now the economy, you know, the global economy is still expected to grow according to you know IMF and other other economists, but, uh, but, but, but definitely some, you know, concerns that there might be some weakening there. Uh, inflation, another concern. So that's, you know, they went through, Walsh in his speech kind of went through all of these, you know, kind of what, what's, what might be, uh, you know, positive 
looking forward and then also mentioning all these risks as well. Definitely. And I mean, this is stuff that we, we've been talking about yeah. here on the lounge for, for quite, you know, for, for months now. Fuel, of course, being the biggest concern out there. I know here in the U.S. that airlines are, or at least analysts are starting to get a little concerned about the fall in terms of what demand is going to look like if, with fuel remaining high and whether business travel will step up to fill in the gap as leisure travelers stay home. Though, I mean, it sounds like, and I was looking at IATA's numbers, North America is still expected to lead the industry on profitability this year, uh, you know, with the current economic outlook. Uh, and of course, that is, is broad based, like you said. Um, no, I am. Yeah, yeah. And that, that kind of North America, uh, that, that continues a, um, you know, something that's, that, that was, evident really well before the pandemic where the, where the North American carriers were outperforming uh, many of the other regions. And that has to do with consolidation and other factors that have, you know, lifted carriers in the U.S., for example, more than, say, in, you know, in Asia or, or Europe. Um, and of course, you know, the U.S. has a very large domestic market and it's domestic markets that have generally performed, you know, relatively well throughout the pandemic. And certainly right now, you know, a market like Florida or, you know, Colorado and, you know, these other leisure markets are just forming, the demand is just through the roof. Absolutely. No, so it'll be interesting to see how, how everything plays out. You know, I have heard some criticisms though of IATA and of course, I'm sure Willie didn't touch on this, but uh, they, uh, they threw a, a very large party as is traditional with every AGM. And uh, even as they sort of were critiquing the um, government's response to the pandemic and airlines are continue to lose money though, uh, as, as I know many in the industry do know, it's the host airline that pays for the festivities. So that would be Qatar Airways in this case. Um, but still, it's, uh, there are definitely some critiques floating around out there of, of this, this big party with, I believe, the performance was J-Lo. So um, and I doubt Walsh commented on that in his prepared <laughs> yes, remarks. <laughs> Fine. No, I think, they, uh, yeah, I think they kind of wanted to keep that hidden. But it's just, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the airlines didn't pay for it. That was Qatar. And, uh, you know, because natural gas prices happen to be extremely high right now. Qatar has uh, plenty of money to uh, host, uh, you know, performances by Jennifer Lopez, but, uh, but, but, but like you kind of alluded to, Ned, it's bad optics, <laughs> or arguably so, you know, not for me to judge here, but uh, it's, it's, you could argue it may, may not look great, you know, for an industry that lost $42 billion last year. No, not at all, nor one that's still criticizing governments for that, uh, that did provide them with, with, in many cases, provided them with aid, but uh, criticized them for their pandemic exactly. response and continued restrictions. Very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break, Jay. We'll be right back. And we're back. Jay, so another thing that we've been following, um, I've been following much more close to close to home here in the U.S. is the, the pilot shortage here. And uh, I don't know how much you've been following, but essentially mo pretty much everyone in the industry, save uh, Alpa, agrees that there's a shortage of pilots. And, and that is primarily affecting the regional airlines as they are the farm team for, for the big guys. And, you know, everyone's sort of struggling here. I, 
not America United Delta, but they're considering their regional partners, uh, Donut Pilots that has meant that they've had some pressure on their operations too. So the latest development in, in addressing the pilot shortage is SkyWest Airlines, the largest regional carrier in the US has decided to set up a new uh, airline called SkyWest Charter. Now uh, you're probably wondering about the name and that is because they're it's going to operate under a part 135 Air charter company certification rather than a part 121 commercial airline operation. Um, now part 135, as some of our listeners might be uh, use might be familiar with, allows an airline to, to hire pilots with lower with fewer hours than they would as a part 121 commercial airline. So I've heard as low as 250 hours for a first officer. That doesn't mean that SkyWest Charter would hire at that level. You know, they have not said and uh, but it's it's a big range from 250 at the low end to the current 1500 hour role for any pilot at uh, for pretty much any pilot going into a 121 airline like SkyWest Airlines or United Airlines, all of them. So this is a, a pretty interesting development. Jay, have you followed the pilot shortage at all? Uh, sorry, Ned, you're, you're, you're breaking up there at the end. Um, you, can you repeat the last thing you said? Yeah, have, have you been following the pilot shortage at all uh, on your end? Oh yeah, so uh, um, yeah, being out of the industry for, for a while, um, uh, even even that being the case, uh, it's hard to avoid hearing all the screaming headlines about how uh, flights are canceling because of, of lack of pilot shortages or lack of pilots. So uh, yeah, no, I'm actually uh, this is this I find this very curious. Um, what do you think, Ned? Do you think this is going to uh, help with the with the issue? I think it might help in the in the limited case of serving some small communities. So SkyWest Charter is very clear that their goal is to continue air service to small communities and keep them connected to the national air transport system. So they, they list 25 small airports, pretty much all essential air service subsidized markets that they could fly to with, uh, with CRJ 200s that are outfitted with 30 seats instead of 50 seats. That is a, another caveat of 135 certification. You cannot have more than 30 seats on a plane. So, it, it certainly is a way to serve these smaller destinations. You know, I've, I've talked to Southern Airways Express, uh, Contour Airlines, uh, Boutique Air, you know, they all fly under a 135 license and you know, most of them say they have no issues finding pilots. So if pilots is the issue to keep flights going, this definitely strikes me as, as a good way to do that. Yeah, interesting. And, and it makes you wonder if, if perhaps they would, you know, kind of tweak the regulations. I know back in, was it 10 years ago or so, they made the, uh, after, after that Colgan crash in Buffalo, remember that, um, that off crash, they, uh, they tightened the regulations on pilot training. And uh, I, you know, hard to say whether that's chiefly responsible for what's going on or, you know, whether if they relax that, whether how much that would help. But uh, yeah, interesting to you know, think about whether or not maybe, maybe there, there might be some, some movement in that area. Well, I, we, we shall see. It's funny you bring up the 1500 hour rule because that is the, the hot topic. Um, you know, Mesa Airlines uh, CEO, Jonathan Ornstein is very much against it though. He's been against it for years. You know, Republic Airways is trying to get a waiver mm. for their Lyft Academy uh, graduates to, to be able to come in at, I believe 750 hours instead of 1500. I, I don't, don't, hold me to that number we can we can check 
But, you know, SkyWest Charter in their application to the DOT made a, or actually, no, it wasn't in their application. Uh, SkyWest Airlines CEO Chip Childs in his comments uh, a few months ago made it very clear that he sees no movement in, in Washington on easing the 1500 hour rule. So it, it strikes that SkyWest Charter is, is, his, is his answer essentially, since they don't see any, they're not seeing any change in the regulations. How can you work within the existing system to continue flying to some of these small communities? And it, it's, a, it's a novel approach, whether it's successful or not is, uh, is another, <laughs> another question, but it is definitely, you know, you can't find pilots, why not start a new airline? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's, it's good to see. Uh, yeah, to, to see you know so the, the the efforts to try to try to address the issue. I mean, it's it's really a wider problem throughout the whole economy where there's just so many professions uh, where it's just simply you don't have enough people. I mean, nursing and truck drivers and and you know certainly so pilots are included. And uh, yeah, it's a real real strain on the economy. Unfortunately, um, which I should also uh, mention that uh, you know for those listening who may not be uh, you know have have close tabs on the airline industry. These are, when we're talking about um, SkyWest and Republic, I mean, these are very, very large airlines. I mean, just don't be, don't be um, misled by the term regional. They, uh, they, they can, you know, like Ned alluded to, they sometimes are the only, uh, the only airline for, for many communities across the United States. And even at some very busy airports, they can be, uh, you know, they can account for 30, 40, even perhaps maybe half of all you know, all the departures from the airport. So these are, you know, systemically important. Absolutely. And you make a very good point. I mean, SkyWest flies more planes than JetBlue or Alaska. They've got, I don't know the number, mm -hmm. but it's over 400 aircraft in their fleet, maybe over 500. These, they're not an insignificant airline at all. It's just, they don't fly under their own brand name pretty much anywhere. Um, and SkyWest Charter yeah. could actually be unique in that sense because I believe it would fly under its own brand they haven't outlined any partnerships with American United Delta, but I'm sure there would be connectivity once it launches. Uh, probably is, if I recall, it's something about they need the FAA sort of the DOT certification before they can really put you know put ink to paper on a partnership with a larger airline. Um, I've talked to others about that, but it's uh, yeah, they're not these aren't small players. That's that is for sure. Okay, and that point about the uh, yeah the economic relationship with the uh, with the, the big guys, that's um, that's important. Yeah, that'll uh, we'll see how that plays out because uh, that'll that that could shape whether or not you know what how successful this ultimately is. Because yeah, most of uh, SkyWest, for example, you know most of their uh, this is not the entire the entirety of their business model, but essentially they you know they're they're working for. United's of the world and Deltas and Alaska, whatnot. And they, um, they, uh, it's, you know, that, that relationship is what sort of allows them to, uh, to, uh, you know, to, to do what they do essentially. Right. The, um, with the, the, so the map that they produced, uh, in their application for SkyWest Charter, it centers on, uh, Chicago, Denver, and Houston. So there's a clear suggestion mm. that this would be some kind of partnership with United because those are three United hubs, even though, uh, they did not, United was mentioned, I believe once in the application and only as a reference to, you know, the existing relationship that SkyWest Airlines has with United. So, you know, I think there's going to be more coming down the pike in terms of, of partnership there once, I imagine once they, they move forward on the DOT certification, but 
it's a uh, it's an interesting approach and we're going to see it i have to admit i feel like starting a new 135 airline probably is going to gain more traction than republic's request for a waiver for the 1500 hour rule that's, that's my my hunch but <laughs> that's always a heavy lift changing <laughs> changing safety rules i mean obviously you have you know union opposition and uh you know it's Ooh, and Jay, no 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 lawmaker don't cross alpha they're uh they're very serious that there isn't a pilot shortage so yeah there's <laughs> there's going to be some union opposition there opposition there that's for sure for sure and no no legislator wants to be you know if there is heaven forbid a crash you know no no lawmaker wants to be the one who uh, oh i was responsible for relaxing the safety laws no absolutely not Great. Well, Jay, it's been a pleasure to have you here on the lounge this week. Uh, listeners, you can reach myself, Edward Russell, at er.skip.com. You can reach Jay at js.skip.com. Thank you, and we will be back next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. Check out AirlineWeekly.com for a new issue every Monday and updates on the latest airline news throughout the week.